Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. NFL Week 1 is here at long last, Andy. Uh, it feels... It only feels like an eternity since we've been previewing and preparing for the NFL season. And now we get real deal, um, you know, officially in the scoreboard counting games, uh, beginning with uh, Thursday Night Football as we raise the banner in Arrowhead. How are you feeling on the eve of, uh, of the NFL kicking off sincerely? It feels good. It's my favorite sport. It's not particularly close. Yeah, Drew's on the road. I'm in the office, but we're ready, ready, ready to rock no buys so strap in this might be a long one we got 15 full ass games a lot to talk about there's a couple stinkers that might not get as much love there's a couple with just uh, the the right amount of uncertainty where i'm not willing to stick my leg stick my leg out either way i think it's stick your neck out <laughs> i can't even get my idioms right today but yes that's how yeah. excited we are and yeah we'll, we'll rip through them if you're unfamiliar we'll go through them all in rotation order We'll talk about what we're betting, talk about what we're looking forward to bet between now and Sunday. But, I mean, for the most part, I feel like, in general, most of our bets are placed by you know by Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Uh, I usually wait a little bit on my teasers. And truthfully, I, I do want to talk a little about teasers once we get to it. And then uh, once yeah. we get to the games, uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the profit exchange boost markets that we all uh, are part of this year. When we talk about the Thursday and Sunday night games, and yes, the Josh Dobbs MVP campaign starts now. I do. Oh yeah, I have a I have a theory on that. Okay, well, uh, I, <clears throat> save save it for when we cover the shower for our game of the week, which is almost certainly Washington Arizona. Um, there, that one's not great. Uh, it's a great slate though overall. Um, how are you feeling about the state of the NFL heading into the season? Do you feel like it's an uncertainty or just in general, do you feel like you have a pretty good read on teams? Like, I guess, do you feel like your, your priors are going to get you through the first quarter of the season with a, uh, with a green number? It's a little, little different than we had the, you know, last year with uh, a lot more rookie starting quarterbacks right off the, you know, right off the bat. I feel like right out of the the gate. Yeah. I feel like the new coaches are in the new coaches and then the quarterbacks that moved and maybe even some of the real, you know, consequential coordinator hires. I think they're in more high leverage situations than we've had in the past where it's like, you know, a lot of new coaches were just, oh, that team's going to suck. Or, you know, uh, we, we really only had Pickett to start last season, honestly, for the most part, for, for quarterback stuff. And even he didn't start. They went with Mitch for the first few games. So it does invite a certain level of uncertainty with all that going on. And then, I don't know, just, it feels good to kind of feel ba- be back to normal. Like, we've had, a, we've had a bit to establish this is what a 17-game season feels like. This is what playing in Germany feels like. We're kind of past the era of, Oh my God, what's going to happen with COVID? That season sucked with all the the level of uncertainty and fucking Tuesday night football, Wednesday night football. Honestly, I kind of enjoyed some of that weirdness that we got, but I'm I'm happy to just have a nice normal season. And I mean, just generally state of the NFL, I think we're pretty status quo. The only thing, and I mentioned it in the Discord today, it feels like we avoided all the, you know, all the ACL injuries in the preseason that we normally have. 
I know they've changed how much practices and how much, you know, how many reps you get and this and that over the years, that's come down quite a bit, but it, it's not as if we haven't had major injuries that are obviously affecting a bunch of these games. It's just like, it seems like there's always like 15 ACLs preseason. That was way down. It's just everything else, like freaking nerve damage and you know season-ending bone bruises and God knows what else we're yeah. going to deal with. Groins holding and hammies. Yeah. And holding out. There's been a lot of contract issues as well this uh, year. So, <clears throat> Okay. Um, all right. That's, uh, that all checks out. Uh, it is funny that you bring it up is uh, that the um, – the, the the top the top the you know the, the the market is pretty clearly telling you that there are three teams that stand out in the AFC three that stand out in the NFC all of those teams except for Cincinnati have shuffled coordinators at least one uh, in some cases in case of Philadelphia both um, so yeah no it it does feel like there's high leverage new stuff going on um, all, all across the league. Um, bunch of new starting quarterbacks, a bunch of starting quarterbacks that were a little bit unexpected. Um, huge turnover, right? You got three rookies and two quasi rookies, effectively. Um, and you know, with with I'm um, including uh, Ritter and, and Howell in the in the you know unproven category. Jordan Love probably you know falls into that bucket too. Um, so it's yeah, there there are six quarterbacks that we really don't you know six quarterbacks we don't really know much about, and um, offensive coordinators half of the half of the NFL switched offensive coordinators this offseason. So there's going to, going to be a lot of surprises to the good about, uh, you know, just, Hey, we didn't really know what to plan for, for this team. So they didn't defend them well, or it's going to be a lot of kind of slop and kind of inconsistency and a little bit of extended preseason here. Um, some teams have completely shuffled their approach to the preseason, which is interesting. Like the, you know, the, the Ravens used to take it very seriously. They didn't start Lamar Jackson at all. Uh, you know, and you know, that everybody I think made rational decisions, but um, there's going to be a, a, a decent amount, I think, of uh, surprises early in the season as we try to figure out who's good, who's bad, and otherwise with all of the new faces and new places. So let's start with uh, the team that uh, is changing offensive coordinators and raising a banner, and that is the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. The buzz around this game has been about one man and one man only, and that is uh, Travis Kelsey, who oh, yes. has injured his knee as a hyperextended uh, hyperextension in practice with a bone bruise question mark. Um, and you know that's one of a couple consequential consequential injuries here for the Chiefs, which has seen this side get bet down from minus seven in the middle of the summer to. Uh, five and a half right now. And I think uh, actually four and a half at some of the sharper shops offshore. So the big question is, Andy, will we see Travis Kelsey take the field? And if he goes through his questionable tag, uh, will you expect to see some pretty aggressive Chiefs buyback here? Well, I mean, yeah, if, if he plays, I don't know about the buy. I think you'll see a buyback. I don't know how aggressive it'll be because I, I think, and, and maybe some people will be less rational than this, but I feel like if there's, any inkling there's any chance that he plays it's like a little more of a decoy limited snaps kind of thing which is tough because they already have guys that are you know talked about like hey we can't we can't play tony for a full complement of snaps even though he's technically a wide receiver you know he's one of our starting two um so it's tough and it's it's a weird move because it's a tight end he's the best tight end but there's also this big step down to what they have for wide receivers. And honestly, like I've kind of just resigned myself to completely avoiding this game altogether because mm-hmm. 
the pricing of a game is so much more complicated when Patrick Mahomes is involved. What, what did we do the whole offseason? Like, oh, my God, this offense is going to suck without Tyreek. And granted, it's not like some wide receiver step forward, but they certainly figured stuff out. Um, you know, a little bit of short timing for Andy Reid, but I'm sure they can put something together and figure it out. They have like six guys they can rotate through the receivers. They have a couple Yeah, who's going to lead the ring around the Rosie now, Andy? <laughs> It, it does. It does seem like you know the the rookie maybe get a little more time with Tony. Uh, missing some, yeah, so somebody said the MV, MVS legacy game. I don't know about all that. We'll, we'll find out what uh, what comes. I honestly I have no idea what the what the thought process is going to be for a game plan here with the receivers you have. Like everyone's hmm. oh we need more out of Sky Moore. Well, obviously we need more out of Sky Moore. It's just I'm not sure if Sky Moore has more to give us at this point. So. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. And it's not, you know, traditionally you lose your, you lose your biggest receiving weapon. A lot of teams would do what, I mean, well, Hey, we're going to go heavier on the ground, I guess. Just doesn't feel like that's in the cards. No, I don't know why you would. You know, that, well, I mean, there are teams that would do that. I'm saying it just, Oh, not, sure, sure, not, sure. This is not the kind of team to do that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see what the rotations look like, how often they go. I mean, down a tight end now, you're going to have to go, I mean, a lot more 11. So that mm. means another. They played a decent amount of 13 last year, didn't they? Kind of a weird amount, actually. <laughs> who's who's the third tight end on this roster? I don't know. Um, all exactly. right. Yeah, I don't know. I know uh, Noah Gray is our, our now our TE1. If, 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 in fact, he doesn't play, which I don't think is a guarantee. I just think it's unlikely. Uh, Blake Bell is te3 um okay so i kind of get what i'm saying there might be a lot more three receiver sets with a the complete yeah and you know we kelsey right we generally agree like it's not really going to move the needle much in terms of expecting a significant downgrade in the chief's output um because really the yeah you know kelsey was a huge mismatch for sure in the passing game he's the safety valve and he's the third down guy and he's the uh comeback guy and really Having him healthy for the playoffs is what you really kind of are most concerned about if you're a Chiefs backer, Chiefs fan, Chiefs anything. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it moves the needle on Banner Knight a ton. I think realistically, um, the weaknesses you want to try to attack with this line second is lines uh, defense is their secondary. Their front seven is also quite weak. Like you're not going to have much trouble, I don't think, doing some uh, innovative run blocking up the middle. Um, you have huge advantage of your interior O line against their inter- their interior D line. Um, the D line overall for the Lions is pretty weak outside of Hutchinson. He's kind of the only needle mover there. So um, I think that the scheme is going to be just fine to get, to get the Chiefs kind of into the twenty eight to thirty two point range. Uh, and the question about covering and sus, total going over or under. To me, always came down to well, can the Lions get into the back door here? That was always the question. I think it's very reasonable to expect that uh, with the Chiefs having lack of a pass rush in the absence of Chris Jones, who I guess we're yeah. assuming is not going to play. Um, I think, uh, you know, that that even with him, like they, the, the Lions offensive line is awesome and they were going to create time for golf. And even if the Lions are a little clunky to start because of the, you know, the the the, you know, just the intensity of the, <laughs> of the moment and the scene and the crowd and all that, like. Yeah, they're going to have an opportunity to come into the back door here. And now that it's down in the four and a half range, I kind of think you have to pass on the Lions because 
Um, that could going for me was kind of more thinking about if they're down 14 points, can they score a touchdown to close the game? And at that point, six was maybe okay. Seven is not going to be there. You, so, you, I mean, you get yeah. to stress a two-point conversion if they're going to go yeah, exactly. down 14 or not. And um, honestly, Andy, how many how many opening games of the season for college and NFL do you, do you feel like land in the middle? I feel like it happens all the time. Like I'm, I'm kind of assuming this, this is going to end. I'm kind of assuming it's going to end uh, – 30 to 24 and we're going to middle this. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to middle the side in the total. (laughs) It kind of has that with, we'll see. Yeah. Somebody brought up the Jones, you know, missing time. And I kind of retorted with, uh, I, you know, I kind of assumed a lot. I thought a lot of people assumed he'd be missing this. And, you know, I said, I was probably 80, 20 that he's out. A lot of that was built in, but the other part of that, it's difficult to make a big adjustment, whether you have him or not versus a really strong offensive line. It's been a strength of this team for a couple of years now. You know, you look at the matchup when you're doing something like that, you know, obviously a, a bad secondary, maybe bad coverage linebackers. Um, if you lose Kelsey, it hurts even more. Because it was just such a, I mean, he's a plus matchup for 31 teams in the league and 32 in practice. But, you know, if you're able to play a team who has a lot of question marks in their coverage, it's even more painful to go to Noah Gray at this point. So, yeah, I think uh, you missed the number. And if you want, you know, the Lions, there's five and a half out there still. Like, you you can get a number. I just, uh, I'm not super excited about taking the worst of the number. Um and then depending how you feel about it, now that the total is quite a bit lower, this is uh, you're not going to get a ton of opportunities to bet chief team totals uh, at home under 30. I believe it's yeah. just like 29, no. 29 and a half sitting there. That's just not something you're going to get too often. You still think okay. this offense is going to get, you know, that's a pretty low number for yeah. them. Yeah, so I, I think we agree. This is fair enough. The This is a pass on the side in total. Now, if I had to lean, it was leaning over 52 and a half because I think these teams will score. But Andy... Let's put a pin in that until halftime tomorrow because I got a funny sneaking suspicion you're going to have lines at a deficit and we're going to be making a case to take their lay points, whatever the halftime spread is, I guess, lay the three, lay the six, lay the whatever with the Lions to come back in that game um, as they uh, are trying to close a two-score deficit. And uh, we'll be able to do so without facing much of a pass rush. So that's uh, that's kind of sitting on my – keeping the powder dry for TNF. Uh, what last – so the final question I have for you then is uh, how many rookies are going to catch? Uh, oh, yeah. Our, our friends at Profit Exchange hung that sack, market. Yeah, catch passes. Over under two and a half rookies. I feel like it, it's a it's a boon for the over because Rice probably sees a maybe a, an extra target. Free, free like, square. Kelsey's a Kelsey's a ten target guy. Like you got to spread those out somewhere, and yeah, it might be a free square. You got Gibbs as well. You got Laporta and uh, got who was it? There was a fourth rookie, and it was like the fifth wide receiver in Detroit. And I'm not so sure. If he sees time without some yeah. sort of injury, Antoine we'll, we'll Green. find out. I kind of want to check that out now. Antoine Green. Yeah, so. Gibbs, Gibbs, Laporta, and Rice. Rice getting the now more targets, I think, because this is a free square. So let's get some Yeah, more. it'll be – and that, that'll that be the – you know, if you're not betting this, if you just want to enjoy the game, if you want to play props, play whatever. Um, our friend Noonan already has – I didn't even go look what it was. But our friend Noonan over at 4-4 already has a defensive – uh, tackle prop for this game. Nice. If you remember over at four for four, you can check that out. Um, Is it Jack Campbell tackles over? I have no idea. I, I seriously have to go look. <laughs> I just got busy this afternoon. I just seen it on Twitter. He had one. I didn't get into the uh, their Discord. 
Um, oh, but yeah, oh, the, huge question. Who's who's Noob's playing for first touchdown? I don't know. I'm I'm actually going to try my hand at that market tomorrow. I'm, I have a oh, bunch of research okay. I did this okay. afternoon. I'm going to make some plays. I'll put it in the newsletter for sure. Um, but we'll uh, yeah, we'll have to dig into some of that because I, honestly, if if I don't have a ton of props, the only thing I'm going to be watching is, you know, obviously, what are the Chiefs? What's the Chiefs' game plan? That'll be super interesting. But that's not like a forever problem. Eventually, Kelsey comes back is the assumption. The really interesting thing is, what are they going to do with Jameer Gibbs? What's that entire offense look like? And is that secondary saved at all for Detroit? Or is it equally as shitty? And they're going to be in, in some of those 48, 45 games like we saw last year against Seattle. And I've said this before. I kind of hope all the defenses in the NFC North suck. And all the offenses are, you know, ceiling as promised. And we just have a shitload of fun games. It's like the anti AFC uh, AFC North, which I guess I when it. Lamar I was, when Lamar was fun, he's had some fun. So, all right, yeah, um, on this Sunday, let's move Sunday, down. Sunday, more positionless football. And speaking of positionless, Carolina is kind of in a bad spot here with the rookie, the rookie quarterback, the you know the new coaching staff coming together and. They've had injuries at the both both wide receiver positions already with uh you know Thielen and Thielen stinged up now. Not that he's the end all be all, but they don't have a lot to offer there. And now they've already had some bad reports with uh Thielen and Chark in practice so far. So <laughs> this could be a you know, if if we're going through the growing pains of the positionless football Arthur Smith Falcons, and that's and you know, grow, obvious growing pains for Bryce and not having some receivers or dinged up limited receivers. This could be a this could be a grind to watch. And the total reflects so much. The total is dipped under 40. We're sitting at 39 and a half on this. Falcons are favored by three and a half here. Did you have any look at this total when it first opened? Oh, yeah, without question. And this is one I'm going to throw out to the people to kind of give a consideration on secret pod play um i this is the biggest mover i believe on the board from opener to now if you look at back when it opened in may it was like 46 man yeah there was this was a big number at one point um i the first i you know when i really sunk my teeth in and did a handicap kind of considering this one i was seeing 43 and a half as a kind of market consensus uh i know it's one of the sharper groups out there released an under 43 and a half uh, I agreed with that. Uh, and you can kind of tell when there's like a sharp release and it gets absolutely rat fucked like this, that it's probably good. <laughs> and yeah, there wasn't much good resistance. Are you trying to yeah. say, yeah, just limited resistance? Because a lot of times, and you'll, yeah. you'll see this, especially when bigger groups like this uh, release on like college basketball and it's, you know, let's say a smaller conference and we see a total swing 10 points because that shit happens. There's buyback. There's always some buyback on those sort of things. It, it hits a point oh, and it bounces. But this yeah. one, uh, and, you know, there's been extenuating factors here, but this one really just is one-way yeah. traffic down. And yeah. you're still still, uh, still looking at Falcons three and a half as well. Yeah, and I think Falcons three and a half is the look here. Uh, some of this is money where my mouth is on believing in the Falcons defense, but I think the Falcons can keep the Panthers 
well into the teens here. Um, we're talking about uh, an offensive line for the Panthers that's having major, major issues coming together and performing well. You're talking about an offensive uh, skill position group that, as mentioned, is going to be missing a ton of important pieces, if not like outright missing them, going to have uh, you know uh, uh, some limitations. Uh, Chark was a missed practice. Thielen was a limited participant. Yeah. Uh, Terrence Marshall was a missed or limited. I didn't he was a limited um it's worth noting on the other side of the ball you have a dnp for johnny smith and a dnp for jeff okuda so it's not like the falcons are coming in as perfect bastions of health health themselves i just don't know that uh, i really care that those guys won't be available i think that the falcons are going to be able to move the ball fairly effectively in the run game in this one uh and i just in general like their scheme matching up against this panthers defense the uh, the right side was clearly the under. It has moved enough to where I'm say I would say pass at 39 and a half. But I do think uh, I played three for the Falcons. I still think three and a half is a good bet. I make Falcons uh, um, four and a half in this game. So I think this is a, a decent opportunity to uh, get on board with the Falcons team that I think is going to be a hot side early in this season. Um, I just hope that the Falcons don't cover by so much that we lose all our value against the Green Bay Packers next week. Uh, that's kind of my only request, Falcons. Get it done by six. You know, we don't need to sweat it, but I, I don't need you to uh, to win by uh, you know twenty four to three or whatever. So Carolina, real, realistically, could not could could have trouble sniffing ten points. I think that's how low I am on this offense in this game. So just uh, from a straight power numbers standpoint, I make this game like two and a half. Okay, but that does that does not take into account you know the matchup. That doesn't take into the account that we're probably going to be looking at you know, possibly dinged up or missing skill position players, and it doesn't price in any of the high end or you know the, the long tail uncertainty to the offense for the Falcons just being good or Bryce you know Bryce's first game. There was always one where I was going to have to you know I was going to have to take my Panthers number and move it a certain way because it's the first start ever for a rookie. Yeah. It's on the road. It's in division. It's against uh, a retooled defensive line. Honestly, I like both defensive lines. I don't mind what yeah. Carolina's putting out up front. I, I worry that that's my only worry for Falcons three and a half is that it gets sweaty because they don't score very much. Um, yeah, here's a, here's run, here's if this, if this run game runs into any issues up against you know that front seven, which yeah, th- there's some Derek Brown. There's some names there. It's good. There's some pieces yeah. there. It's okay. Um, if they have problems integrating the new pieces and getting this figured out, this could be just a really ugly one. Like I, I still probably make this total like 38 and a half, 38. Yes. So here you you ready? Uh, we didn't mention Brian Burns hold in. I think he probably plays. He was doing drills and whatever. I have him playing. Uh, I think, uh, the, we didn't mention Frank Reich's slow start to the season. Does that impact Carolina? Maybe. I mean, that definitely felt like that was kind of some people have them preseason. Some people have uh, have betting Jacksonville because of it. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out! Um, uh, I like uh, I like the team total under for Carolina because it's going to be around eighteen. And if you kind of do the math and you're like, "Well, we've had a big old shift from forty three to forty to 39 and a half. Well, moving Carolina from 19 and a half to 18, does that really move the needle for you? As long as it's over 17, I'm pro 17 and a half. I'm probably good playing that under, 
what are your thoughts on that as a secret team? Yeah, total? I agree. And some good points made in the Discord as well. I know some people played that early when that number was bigger. So I think somebody might have got like a freaking 20. You know, when, when oh, really? Like 40, well, it was like 43 with a three point spread. So it was like 23 and 20. I think somebody got it. My push probability on 20 is pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll put a pin in that. That might be secret team total. I like that quite a bit. Uh, okay. Overall, I like the, even at this completely depressed total, I like the under better than Falcons three and a half. And uh, God bless you. Uh, hopefully, okay. this offense gets, hopefully, this offense gets going. All right, let's look at as all my edges this this week are weak except for two, and I'll point those out. I, I have one total so. I love, and one side I love that week I one, freaking Drew. love. Okay, I love week one. It, it's it's a great chance to answer all these questions we've been asking all summer. It's a great time to you know watch these teams come together with new coordinators, new rookies, new pieces, free agents, offenses. But it sucks to bet sometimes because these markets yeah, just been sure. sitting there for. You know, months. Forever. Uh, yeah. Basically, all the movement this week is injury based, Nibbling. and it's it's just nibbles here and there. Like I, week two is kind of my jam, so I, I don't have a ton okay. of bets this week. Okay, uh, I got a bet in Houston, Baltimore. Uh, I kind of sprayed this week. Uh, this is an under for me. Um, I played under forty four. I, I tip my hat. Thank you to whoever bet this up from forty three and a half to forty four. I appreciate yeah. the under. Um, I like every matchup for the defense for the Ravens against the Texans offense. Um, I should just play the under and Jags uh, Colts and make it a, a, a try a, a three for three betting unders in the, uh, the rookie QB games. Um, but this one's, this one's ridiculous. 43 and a half for the Ravens Texans doesn't make any sense to me. The Ra- the Texans are going to have, I think a run heavy approach that matches up poorly against Roquan Smith and company. Um, Marlon Humphrey, not expected to go in this one, which is kind of interesting. Um, but it's not like the Nick is that who's that that unlocks Nico Collins. Like I, I'm, I'm really not afraid of the Texans passing offense here at all. This uh, offense was really, really, really sketchy during the preseason and they are not healthy on the offensive line really in any way, shape or form. So, uh, I think this is going to be another ugly one. Uh, right now we are, uh, we're at John Mechie DNP. I didn't know that. Um, we are at Mike, uh, Mark Andrews LP, uh, Ronnie Stanley LP. Uh, I think this is probably going to be a pretty lousy game. Ultimately, I think the side if you had to play one is probably the texans but uh i don't want anything to do with uh getting involved with a rookie qb in week one so this is a, a fat pass on the side and i'm just gonna sit on my under 44 what do you think about that play not something i like to bet in week one or honestly all that often but when the value presents itself sometimes i do like this, this 10 is short according yeah. to my pricing okay. and then again on top of that the you know, I don't want to call it narrative stuff, but the stuff that's maybe not as easy to quantify in my little spreadsheet. First game for a rookie quarterback. Not only his first game, his first game is on the road. His first game is on the road against a much, much, much better and more experienced coach. His first game is on the road against a team with a bunch of good defensive pieces. His first game is probably throwing to some receivers that he might not be throwing to later in the season. I honestly think these young guys kind of usurp some of the, the targets and spots later on in the season. It's just a, just a really ugly one. That said, boy, 10, once you get to double digits, those back doors are, 
those back doors are kind of wide open. Like, you know, it's like, Hey, my team's up by 17. Well, it still doesn't feel all that good at that point. So I don't love yeah, well, double digits here. What if 17 is uh, because they're winning 20 to three though? <laughs> yeah. Kind no, of feels it, like it, it could be, it could be a case too, where, yeah, like this is a spot where maybe look at the first half, maybe look at the Raven. I know it's not a Wong teaser, but, you know, 10 and a half. We've kind of proved there was another little hot spot there at 10 and a half, 11, where you can tease through 10 and seven, especially in a game like this, where, you know, one team is, uh, one team's a, a decent sized favorite with a total that isn't terribly high either. So, I okay. like so it's interesting. So we're on, it. we're on opposite sides in terms of where we would lean side. Um, do you have an opinion on the total? Because it sounds like you don't think the Texans are getting to 17, which I also don't think. I, I think it's a touch high. Like, in the, And okay. if you go look right now, I know uh, FanDuel is 43, but in, in some of the other legal markets, there's 44s. DraftKings is a, okay. a 44. There are 44s out there. And, yes, I would – I'm kind of in the <laughs> Ravens alts, like Ravens minus 13 and a half. Okay. Range where, I, yeah, I, I just I, need I, to I do believe, I do believe it's, burger. it's a really, really – poor offensive output for the Texans once we get to this game okay. at 1 p.m. on Sunday. I think it could be a you know another one where the, this team total is just going to be so low as well where it's it's another what 16 16 now. Yeah, this is this is we're looking at Those like no 27 fun. 17. 27 17 here. <clears throat> team totals. Yeah. So team totals are to real dicey when you get under 17. It takes a lot. You can get a 44 right now still at you can get a 44 under at uh, Chris, so somebody still likes this over a lot. I don't know who. Um, they're just kind of maybe betting on Munkin and the Ravens to get to 30, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that, that's... I don't know. That, we'll see. The main, you know, the main narrative, the news piece, the cycle around the Ravens has always been, you know, the, the Ravens offense is going to be so much better. We got all these pieces. I still think that takes time to get you know, essentially three pieces that are coming together as wide receivers between a, a rookie, a guy who hasn't played much due to injury, and then a, a grizzled old veteran that apparently has been lately used in camp. I'm, I'm worried about OBJ kind of making it through the season at this point, honestly. But they still have Lamar. They still have enough pieces. They still have enough of an offensive line to be good. Yeah, if this does go over, it feels like it's because we see blowout. Okay. Uh, so, let's keep agree moving. with you, but I like uh, Ravens minus 10 a little. Okay, let's uh, let's keep keep cruising here. I'm, I'm really just counting on the Houston offensive line to just continue to not show up because if they play well and they give CJ Stroud time, I'm going to be sweating that one. Um, the no opinion for me on Cincinnati Cleveland, but I'm intrigued to get your take on what is eff- effectively a wave of confirmation that Joe Burrow is just fine, and combine that with somebody went and bet the hell out of the Browns. Uh, it is down to two. Uh, there was not a big uh, kind of bounce here for the Bengals with the new Burrow news. Um, Browns, I don't entirely get that, but uh, somebody's pretty excited about these guys. Total sitting at 47 and a half. That is too low by my numbers. I think with a healthy Joe Burrow, I make this game closer to 50. Um, but I also don't really know what to expect in terms of overall just familiarity and division first week blah, 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 uh, Brown's answering. So I did not play this over. Um, kind of a wide range of outcomes potentially in this game. So I was just really not willing to get involved. Um, what is your read on Bengals at Browns? 
Yeah, Patrick in the chat, apparently he likes silver as well. I'm with you, not nearly as bullish. I'm not at 50. I'd make it like a 48, 48 and a half. I think it's a titch low. Um, that said, uh, early on in the season against a divisional opponent on the road, I, I worry that we see, you know, maybe the kid gloves with uh, with somebody with an injured calf. It's a, you know, it's still a soft tissue injury. It's still a muscle strain. It's still something, you know, it's the same conversation we just had with Travis Kelsey. Is your is your goal this year to beat the Browns in week one, or is your goal to make it to the Super Bowl? You know, uh, I know you still want to win your division. You want to win your division games. This is an important road test. But if it comes down to, hey, we get, we need Burrow to throw it 65 times today. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I'd trade that for one win in September. I'm not saying no team's going to tank or like half-ass a game, but I feel like the game plan is going to be more conducive to making sure he doesn't get murdered by Miles Garrett, I guess. I'd be... I wouldn't be looking at a lot of deep stuff here. I, I wonder if this offense is a little more conservative. And truthfully, like the, the total, even though I think the total's a little low, I mean, I went and did the math for the Discord guys too. I went and looked at Wong teasers with high totals. There wasn't a big difference either way. But at two and a half in, in a division game at home, I'm, I'm having this all my, yeah, all my teasers. And yeah, and, and somebody's pointing out like, Watson did look horrible last season. That makes me nervous for the team out of points scored and for this teaser. But the full complement of the offseason, I saw a little bit of, you know, he didn't play a ton in the preseason. We did get to see him a little, looked a little more comfortable out there. And you still have one of the best runners in the entire game. You still have a true wide receiver one. It's still a good enough team, a good enough coach at home to cover a, to cover a teaser like here. And honestly, I think they okay. might win. You think the Browns a lot? Okay. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Do you understand why somebody waited and waited and waited and waited and waited to bet the Browns until they knew Burrow was going to play? No, that didn't make a whole lot of sense, now, did it? I, I guess once we started looking at you know, some of those quotes from, from Taylor, it was like, oh, shit, he's probably going to be in. It felt like yeah, a couple of weeks yeah. the market kind of decided that. But then at the same time, I don't know if so, that's where I'm wondering if someone has some sort of information on what kind of game plan they're going to roll out here where maybe Burrow is, hey, he looks great in practice. Hey, he's playing, but kind of on the DL, he's not 100%. We're kind of worried about well, it. Well, okay. I'm going to, I'll confirm some of my priors for sure on whether we you know how to rate the Bengals defense on this game, how to rate the Browns offense on this game. Um, and that's kind of why I stayed away is I just, I kind of need a little more information before I kind of make a decision. one way or the other. Um, so yeah, this was a pass, but uh, I must watch um, for lots of reasons. Let's yeah. hundred percent will, uh, will be in the team. Yeah. Watson testing out a retooled secondary at home. I like his chances. Yeah. Really well. Yeah, another uh, kind of quasi-hot side as we move down the card. A divisional matchup between the Jags and the Colts. This has been bet out to Jags minus five. Another one where it was like once the it was kind of confirmed that Anthony Richardson was the starter, the, somebody went and bet the Jags. <laughs> um, I kind of want no part of Colts one way or the other uh, for a while here, maybe all season. Um, I think that it, uh, it's going to be tough for me to kind of – a gauge week in, week out, whether they're going to be awesome or stink. 
um, on offense in particular. I think that that's kind of a high likelihood of this game is that uh, Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk and that entire awesome um, – you know, a group of weapons is going to score on this really, really suspect secondary. Um, do you have an appetite for Jags team total over Andy and, and, or do you want to bet this game at all? This is one too. And this is putting, putting it out there a little bit too, because I just, I mean, what did I just say about the other two rookie quarterbacks? You know, I was I was worried about them. We don't have Jonathan Taylor. This is the guy who's the most raw. But I believe in this. I believe in this coaching staff, and I like this team enough where I'm with you there. But I also think we see kind of a just hey, we have Anthony Richardson. We have to keep figuring this out. This offense might it might be a second half like Colts bet, but also I just I will be on this over. Okay. As shitty as as shitty as the Colts can look in the early in the season, as many times as they've they've lost, like just kind of AR. This is stupid of narrative based stuff, but AR just out there playing some fucking street yard ball in the second half, putting up you know three touchdowns to get them within ten points late or something. Feels like there could be an awful lot of points in this one because I, I I'm truthfully I'm with you there. I love how Calvin Ridley looks. I like the you know, the growth of Trevor Lawrence. I like what they're doing with the coaching staff down there. I think they have something cooking on offense. And yeah, the secondary can absolutely be taken advantage of indoors on the turf. Um, so yeah, it could be just a kind of a bloodbath first half and Colts make the score look not so, not so bad in a game. They never really were in. And we, we see 50, 55 points in this year. So yeah, I don't, I don't love the Colts for probably the first half of the season unless they really, really stink on defense and we're able to take advantage of a few spots where they'll have some advantages. But I know a lot of people that like the Jags here. I just uh, I like the Jags plus plus the Colts uh, being a sneaky points team because this, this is a Jaguars defense that I'm very not sold on. This is one of the easier tests that Indy's going to have I don't know if through the first half of the season, honestly, defensively, it sucks that it's right off the bat because Richardson just, you know, completely lacks any experience. He'll start to gain here, but oh, I like, uh, I like this over. Jack Leonard for what it's worth was a full participant in practice. So he probably goes, um, that was so. enough of, that was enough news for me to say, okay, well, let's just let this one lie. Um, let's move to 461. And I'd like to cede the floor to you, Andy, are the, Minnesota Vikings six points better than anyone in the NFL, not named the Cardinals. This was the biggest disagreement with the market I have right now. And I didn't okay. see it coming until I started putting it. So, and I pulled the market prices from a couple different places. I took, when I say the market, I took, you know, what the, what the market's actually saying from the look ahead lines, what uh, in predict, has right now and then a couple other places kind of just to see where am I compared to some places that at least supposedly are you know the market as in general and then also with some context of where some of these lines have moved this week and yeah the bucks let me let me look at this too because I pulled some so this bothered me enough where I went and pulled other people's power numbers and I know some of these are eh, maybe not the ones you want to be using as a guideline but like 
team rankings has one. PFF has one. Uh, Massey Peabody and Tampa is Tampa is very low in some of these. Like um, five point three points below average. Yeah, and, and then yeah, in, in predict it was five point three. I have them like three. I have them like three points worse. And if it weren't for Baker Mayfield, they'd be a lot better. This is still a pretty decent roster. Um, still a little more into narrative town, but some of the stuff I dug in on bowls and what this coaching staff is going to look like and you know what the plan is this season, I've forgotten. He had a quote, and it felt like an excuse at first, but I read his quote, and then I looked, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy got hired on, like, March 30th. Cause, and we talked about this in the previews. We had the Brady retirement with the Aaron's thing. And then they bring bulls up from defensive coordinator and the draft was, you know, several weeks later and, Oh, your head coach, get ready for the draft right now. And he said he, he felt handcuffed. You know, the team was picked most of the, you know, most of the decisions around how the draft was going to go was already decided. He didn't have a lot of time to implement, you know, what he wanted to go ahead for with that season, even with the whole summer, he says he's in a lot better place. I still don't think he's a very good coach, but I, I, I still, you have, and yes, I know Evans has a groin injury. It looks like he's fine. I watched some practice footage. I'm going to be sad oh, okay. if he just goes down right away, but man, he was not, on the, he was not on the injury report. No, no. It, it's just been kind of this thing that was nagging a little over the summer. Oh, I thought that oh. was his contract. No, no, <laughs> eh, maybe he is. Obviously, and if anyone was motivated to get traded, because he is an absolutely a, a mid-season trade kind of target for some teams. But this is, show one, up. this is one where I'm probably tickling money line too. Oh. You, you have two good wide receivers on the outside. You have a guy who's proven he, he has a decent deep ball. I get it that Baker sucks sometimes, but he, he's always <laughs> had a good enough arm on the outside. He has two, you know, you bring in Byron Murphy, whatever. It's still going to be a bad secondary. You have, uh, you know, Harrison Smith, Byron Murphy, and then whatever. You don't have a ton of pass rush. You don't have a ton of anything on defense. Flores is going to be figuring it out. And maybe we kind of turns into what we saw. What did we see with Arizona last year where they got real aggressive? Everyone says that, hey, let's get aggressive. Flores is going to be aggressive. Um, I know the Chiefs, I shouldn't compare the Chiefs from last year with the Bucks from this year, but it always sticks out in that game. Like, what happens if you get too aggressive with a shitty defense where the Cardinals yeah. just blitzed constantly last week? They lost or in week one. They lost by like a million. Yeah. If this defense decides they're going to be aggressive, even if they're good at disguising some of these blitzes, the secondary cannot be put on an island with you know Godwins and Evans. It's just, it's a bad idea that there's going to be some deep balls here. And I think Tampa's super live. So, okay. um, well, I, you've, you've twisted my arm. I'm in. Uh, six is a big number. <laughs> yeah, ride, this is not when I really thought bucks. I'd be betting week one, but uh, it's moved, number, right? Like, oh, it's, no. It was moving around. Uh, you can there get was a some, six still. yeah, five, it, five, some, some spots, five and a half. So it's, it's kind of hovering around there. Um, no opinion on total. Although if I was forced to bet it, I'd play over, uh, just because I think your point is fair, which is Buccaneers can score into the twenties here. And that should be enough to, uh, to get this over 45 and a half. Um, uh, asked, what's, what's your PR on Minnesota? I make him both. It's almost a neutral. Um, hang on a second. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm right at really, uh, I'm, really close I'm a little, to zero. Little, so. yeah, I'm actually a little under zero. Yeah, I'm I'm a slight oh, I think, I think, I'm a slight negative on them. I think the Minnesota offense looks looks how it looks, but if this uh, if this defense can't get off the field, I don't see them covering. So even last year when uh, there wasn't a ton of games, if you remember, there wasn't a ton of games they won by by uh, margin. Yeah, and I think the ever, Vikings are the. Yeah, I think the Vikings are the 22nd best team in the NFL, and I think they're about a minus one-ish. So, but that said, I don't think the Buccaneers are a minus six-ish or whatever the math has to work out to with the home field advantage to and, get them and to Char- minus six. Charles is two steps ahead here. If the Bucks do win this and you get an Eagles route week two, week two, you can see a great overreaction line. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Because um, I'm I'm not saying I like Baker Mayfield in this offense to you know have this crazy year. I like him against a shitty secondary. Yeah, right, right. I got I, I get that. Um, I, I mean, you sold me. I'm I'm in Tampa Bay. Let's go. Yep, Tampa's plus aside. Six. Um, yeah, yeah let's keep moving. Line. Let's keep moving down. Yeah, they might be the survivor um, killer. Oh. The yeah. Oh, that'd be great. The only over I played all week one is in the big easy uh on record as saints basically being vegas big you know vegas south um on record as saints defense being huge huge regression candidates considering personnel lost uh and i think the pass rush in particular does not impress me going up against the 32nd best offensive line i think this is a score and answer type of game for these two teams uh things are trending well with the titans coming in relatively healthy in terms of weapons Things are trending well with um, uh, just in general their defense, everyone being somewhat banged up, if not just flat out hurt. Uh, so I think the Titans' defense is going to be a little, uh, little under, um, a little, a little less, less impressive than people are expecting in this contest. Um, and uh, this one could, this one could, re- realistically, this this could should, uh, I think, will uh, crush forty one and a half. This, I think this could be a big one, big number when it's all said and done. Like, why is this 20, Why is this 41 and a half? I think people are very down on the Titans offensively. But like you said, uh, one of the main reasons to be down on them is a terrible 32nd out of 32 offensive line. And it, it, it's against a pass yeah. rush that doesn't Takes two to tango. A lot of people, yeah. yeah, again, if you put weakness on weakness, it's definitely a boon to the Titans offense. They still have a fairly good running back. They still have a they still have a really good coach. They have a coach that I mean he's yeah. he's Dan Campbell without the flair. He always gets buy-in. His teams always uh always seem to have the best things to say about them and they play hard. This was a one seed two years ago that had no real business being one seed. Like this is a team that uh has always been a pain to play and they went out and got a wide receiver one like this this offense might have a decent day kind of can on I, the road yeah here. can i uh and again, and again i talk Saints about Vrabel. Yeah, i talk ahead. about Vrabel too it's it's not a coaching staff we're excited about with like dennis and carmichael like anyone who's really really bullish on the saints this year i'd, I'd want some reasons i get car cars probably yeah, the, the schedule in the division is it. So yeah, I, I agree with you, but I, I kind of like the I kind of like the Titans here, and I feel gross about it. 
Okay, so if you like the Titans and this total is that low, should we play their team total over? Because this is a, you know this is only going over forty one and a half. If this is if the Titans are answering, and I think the Titans can score seventeen points here, I think they can definitely clear seventeen. Um, the the thing I like about this total, honestly, is I, I I like the full game over rather than a team total because I feel like both offenses could really impress to the good. Um, Saints, I mean, you know, the the Saints have an absolutely awesome right now healthy um, cadre of weapons in the passing game. The Titans are a pass funnel who, oh, by the way, are missing their best cornerback. Um, I don't know. I guess I, I, it depends how you feel about uh, um, Caleb Farley, I guess. But uh, I think he is the, uh, the best cornerback on that roster. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, if the Saints are scoring, and then the Titans have to answer. Traylon Burks looks like he's going to be good to go. Um, they have a couple interesting weapons. I, I like this tight end. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think this is actually um, a pretty damn good look, ultimately. And I don't know that I'm going to back another Titans over all season, but uh, this one looks bettable to me. Yeah, I make this about a three. Just looking at my numbers, but at the same time, matchup-wise, like we've been saying, it's it's a really nice spot for this offensive line to not just get completely blown up like it's going to several times this season. And, yeah, it'd, it'd be Titans. Titans or Titans team total for me. I am a little worried about the Saints. Like, I, haven't, I mean, Olave's great. I haven't seen it, you know, for a long time yet. It's not like it's he's been doing it consistently for years and we can fully put the trust in him as the one because there's still injury concerns there and you know you got your suspended running back you've got uh Derek Carr coming into a newish system I don't know if I want to really like lean on that as much with all the help they had kind of integrating them into the system and it's not a real big change so I yeah. think I think they, they might be fine it just might look gross for the you know maybe the first half here might take a little bit a little bit to get going. I'm with you though. I I just like the Titans a little better. I haven't made a decision okay. on that, but very much leaning towards taking uh, Titans the Titans. Yeah, I'll walk back my Caleb Farley comment a little bit. So the reason I have him the highest rated of the young, young, young secondary is because he was first round draft capital, but he's kind of sucked uh, since he's been in the league. So maybe his absence will not ultimately be felt. Um, but uh, all right, uh, over still on the board. Let's skip some team totals there. Does that sound good? Yep. Uh, Niners, Steelers. Um, big got a little resolution. Today, so yeah, what's uh, what's uh, what's your what's your temperature on um, the delta between how you power rate the Niners in this game compared to what you think their potential will be as we go deeper into the season? Like, what's the What's the delta you're willing to kind of concede? I could see going up by this many points in terms of rating. They're already pretty high, man. There's a, I mean, there's a non-zero chance they're, we're sitting here a quarter of the way through the season and they're the best team, you know, on, on paper, at least from a power number. Um, I have them. I'm around a four and a half. Okay. You think you could go and as I'm, high as seven and a half at some point? That's ten, And that's kind of a tentative, like, hey, I don't quite know if I trust Purdy for reasons of 
that might have been fluky or he might have been small injury sample, prone. Yeah. And it's a very, very small sample. And teams have, you know, had time to figure this out, but teams have just never really figured out San Francisco. It's been, you know, it's been a case of always been a case of just uh, the Niners have had bad injury luck and bad decisions by Shanahan in the playoffs. It's not, it's not like other teams have just like solved it. Oh, your offense stinks now. They have so many weapons. Yeah, this team could go up to a seven. This team could go higher than that. And yeah. a lot of it is just because there's not a lot of teams that have this sort of upside on both sides of the ball. Like your your upside is to be the best offense and the best defense, which is crazy saying that with Brock Purdy. It's still it's still just such a goofy thing to say, but with with the pieces around him and what they do with the with the ball in their hands, like yeah, if if you have a top five defense and a top five offense, like you should be like a seven seven and a half. It, it you know it depends where the rest of the market's at. Yeah, I uh, I definitely admit that I misread the resolution of the Nick Bosa thing but uh i definitely definitely have the niners as the biggest positive delta expected between now and when we get to the playoffs and it's because i think number one um brock purdy getting through a full season as the starter will improve from whatever he is right now till whatever he will be as we go into the playoffs um and i think uh just in general the Offensive line right now looks like huge question marks because of inexperience. As those guys come together and gel, they will be better. Um, similarly with the secondary pieces. But the underlying point I wanted to make was I have a disconnect between some of the parts with the Niners and where I rate them right now because I have uh, some questions about the way that the the Niners are rostered. Um, there you go, just the way that they've they you know just how, how much. It's going to take until they get up to full speed, full strength. Some of that is doubting Purdy coming out of the gate, coming off such a serious injury, playing such limited preseason that he's going to be, you know, a world beater week one. Um, and in particular, with his offensive line having some issues, the interior offensive line having some issues, going up against a, a Steelers pass rush that I have huge regard for. Uh, I think that can be a distinguishing factor in keeping the Niners from really looking all that crisp in this game. Um, Niners are playing a long game this season. Their Super Bowl, you know, their Super Bowl is the vision, is the plan. An, an out of conference road game to start the season with a quarterback coming off an injury, with Bosa coming off such a huge layoff, and uh, and then so many new pieces, new defensive coordinator. All that to me smells like this is a spot that San Francisco could underwhelm uh, out of the gate. So I played the Steelers. And I don't regret it, even though Nick Bosa will ultimately take the field. Um, all of the positive buzz around the Steelers' offense from the preseason will have to be backed up by a very true tough test because there are absolutely Hall of Famers that are going to be out on the field for the Niners' defense in this one. Um, but uh, I like the opportunity that the wide receivers are going to have to make their mark in this game. Um, without looking, uh, can you name the uh, the starting cornerbacks for the uh, the amazing Niners? I just know the safeties. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ward. I long, Ward. long name Ward. Good call. Long Ward, name Ward. Charverius Ward. Charverius Ward. Uh, yeah. Um, and Demon, this is funny Demon, too, Demonador Lenoir. I want to go guy, in a so. completely different direction with this game. Okay. I am on the precipice of the greatest season of NFL betting of my career next year in the preseason. I have like a paragraph of notes on every team 
like, this, was my, this, this, this was my plan to like figure out. I went back and did last year and this year. Nice. I went and like what what do teams do when they have joint practices? How much are they playing? Like, because the more and more I looked at preseason, if you can get a good read on what a team's gonna do, uh, you get like four or five points CLV on some of these stupid games where like why aren't we just betting? Steelers on the open every week. Hey, they're going to play their starters a bunch more than anybody else. And it's funny too, because that that's my, my notes on the Steelers. And as Patrick points out, their first team was just flawless. They were so good. And sometimes it was against backups. Um, That said, I think that matters because those are some young players. Definitely does. Week one. Yeah, and I think I think that matters that they got six or it was six or seven, you know, drives. I think all of them were touchdowns. They looked good. Pickens still could use a little more separation. But on the opposite side, Purdy only got three drives. He got one in the second game. He got two in the final game, but it was against Chargers backups. Wasn't against, you know, super competition at that point. So it's it's a little worrisome. My my general feeling is that I'm not going to be adjusting the 49ers after this game that we see a close game and yeah, this is another teaser leg. I love low total at home, non-conference appoint, non-conference opponent and a team that should be coming in sharp because both sides of the ball, the starters got plenty of preseason action. You got a really good coach and I, I don't see the Niners winning this by margin. If they do, I love this total or this teaser getting out to eight and a half. And nice. yeah, that's, and again, it's, it's another one with a low total. I like this a lot. I knew, I knew you, uh, I knew you love the Steelers. I kind of had a feeling you'd like this one a little too, but this is kind of a nice, even against one of the best teams in the league. Like yeah. when do you want to play party? As close to his elbow injuries. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> right now. This, 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 this weekend. Um, I, I agree with all somebody, that. You know, somebody guessed Merton Hanks. <laughs> Merton Hanks has a enormous all, neck. All world neck uh, team. All all world long neck team. Uh, I here's the other kind of fun thing. Um, I, I really really hope the Steelers win for a lot of reasons, Andy. But mostly so that that Niners Week Two side stays under seven because that'll be a bet uh, against the LA Rams. Um, Oh, and Luke a, asks what I'm pairing this leg with. Cleveland and the Jets. Cleveland. Probably that's a good one. Twice. And a three leg. If you can get three. Did you say the, what, did you say the Jets? You're putting the Jets in there? Maybe. You're going to stink it up with the Jets? Okay. No, that's fine. Maybe I stink that's it. cool. I know, I know you're cold in the Jets. You're so. progressive. <laughs> All right. Before we, uh, before we flip to the second half of the podcast, Jesus, how are we at 58 minutes? I suppose this is it's a warm up. I do have to say, you guys. That more memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, mm-hmm. Ticketmaster's got you covered as the official marketplace of the NFL. Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Mm-hmm. Their yeah. interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section. So you make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans yeah. change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus... Mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team colors. Mine would change every week depending on what my biggest bet was. Uh, you can find your tickets at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. We didn't even mention George Kill maybe not playing for the Niners, but that's fine. Um, Andy, uh, the ticket, you know, you, you know what? Uh, I felt like you know, that was 
leaning towards him playing. I'm like 70-30 he plays, I think. Okay, how about Trent Williams DNP? Does that matter to you? Was that a was that just a, like a veteran thing or what? I don't know. Was it? <laughs> I have no idea. I, yeah, I, I didn't know. I hadn't really got a strong um, feeling either way. Okay. Uh, can I ask you about the the Ticketmaster thing real quick? Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of games you could go to this weekend. Uh, you can go to Ral John and, and, and spend time with uh, uh, Magic Johnson and company. Um, you know, there's so many choices. You could be live in person for the Shower Fart. I game. do love winning. What? What uh, what which uh, which of these games you would you pick to be alive this week? Because there's so many good choices. The only choice is from I can't pick a Sunday game. It would have to be a primetime game. I would not want to miss the other games. Okay, I'd go to the Meadowlands and watch Josh Allen. And Ooh. I've only been to two NFL games in like the last ten years, and Josh Allen was in one of them. Do you remember you know the Vikings? You... Remember they were yeah, like a seventeen lost... point favorite, yes. and Josh Allen beat him by like twenty. Yes, that was incredible. Uh, if you picked the Giants in the Meadowlands, you could actually double up and go see Alcaraz Djokovic during the day, although you miss football, obviously, which you don't want to do. You could see Alcaraz Djokovic that. at Flushing Meadows right out to Giants-Cowboys. Yeah, you need an then, extra uh, TV this Sunday. Jets. Yeah, this one is a big more, one. because we have the US Open This finals. is a big one. Um, I, uh, I probably would pick Djokovic Alcaraz. I think I would love to, I would love to see that in person. This feels like the the the, the one that one for all the marbles. What are, what are this is the big tickets going for right now. Oh God, maybe two three k. Two three k for semifinals. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, man. Um, Second. Let's half. talk about the shower fart game of the week, which is of course the Cardinals at the Commanders. Um, Commanders are minus seven. Total is. 38 and a half. I made some jokes. This was, and I looked it up because I want to know what was the first week one bet I made? When did I make it? Because I, I knew it was this game, but I wasn't sure when. I bet, I made a bet on this game June 30th, Andy. June 30th. I played a parlay at <laughs> what they would give me at a bookmaker at the time uh, between Commanders minus six and under 40. I think it was under 40. Um, I figured. I should just play this now because there's a decent chance that the Cardinals quarterback situation could be pretty ugly come the end of uh, September or the end of August. Turns out it was not until today that we found out that Josh Dobbs, who I did not have on my radar as the potential starter for the Cardinals, will be taking uh, the opening snaps for this team in you know up against a, a, a defensive line that absolutely kicks ass. Um, I know being being that was like the yeah. one thing I got right this preseason. It's like when he got signed, I'm like, well, he's their one right now. I'm like, you got to start him against ahead of yeah. either of the other guys that's playing. We saw the preseason. We saw the the you know joint practice with Minnesota. Fuck, Do- and Dobbs looked good. Dobbs has looked good uh, in the preseason. Yeah. He's fine. It's still not good. It's not a good situation. It's uh, you're missing key pieces for uh, your key pieces away from being a good team at basically every single part of your roster. That's why this. I mean, obviously, it's not breaking news here. Their win total is like <laughs> three and a half. Man, this is a really, really rough team. I even made a case today that I am in disagreement on the market with the Cardinals as well. I think mm. there's a good case that they could be eight or nine points worse than a neutral team right now. Wow. Because sounds I mean, we, plausible. We, it's, we it's... get we get teams to that point every not every year, but we do get teams to that point where they're eight, nine, ten. How how low did we take Miami that one year when they really started the season week? I mean, they were like a twenty-four point dog at one point. So there's a case that the market's not 
you know, shitting enough on the Cardinals at this point. This number should be bigger. If you know, I, this and this is always the thing I run into is like, oh, I'm waiting for seven and a half because then I'm teasing it. Like, in what fucking universe does that make sense to say out loud? <laughs> I'm waiting for a worse number. It's get not. It? You don't cross yes. the seven. You don't cross mm. the seven if it's not seven and a half. But I'm, you know, th- this isn't a bad teaser leg. And this okay. isn't a bad, this is going to be a very popular survivor. I love how old, the, the big reason I don't love betting on this, uh, on this team is it's not fun to bet on a quarterback. You haven't seen very much. You yeah. think it's a shitty team. This It could be like the Howell disaster game. You have one of these games every year where it's like, oh my God, a really bad team. Like, oh, the Cardinals started one and oh, and oh my God, they went one and 16. <laughs> It's like the Jags. The Jags did that one year, but uh, I'm not saying that's super feasible. Obviously, any given Sunday, anything can happen. But I'm not super excited to lay, even against a team. I said I think the market needs to be colder on. I'm not excited to lay a touchdown with Sam Howell yet. And I like the kid. It just, you know, basically I saw a little of it last year in some preseason. So yeah, going to be a popular survivor pick. It's a shower fart game. I mean, of all those Sunday games at one, this is the one that's probably going to make the fewest TVs nationwide, man. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, Josh Dobbs only has two starts in his career, Andy. Uh, they both came at the Pittsburgh? tail end, tail end of last year for the Titans. Uh, oh, one yeah, was a yeah. 27-13 loss at uh, versus Dallas, and then uh, he gave us all a very sincere scare. At the Jaguars <laughs> on, on Sunday Night Football Week 18. Oh, yeah. uh, that was the 20, uh, 20 to 16 loss. Um, I, I'm not, I, you know, I, I don't regret playing the parlay. I, I've got a nice seal. Yeah, I'll, there pro- I'll probably throw this in teasers, even though it does. It, it's a it's strong leg. It's a low total. It's a home game. I guess I don't care if I'm crossing seven. It'll go in a teaser leg. You heard it here. Okay. Okay. okay, I dig it. I dig it. I oh, dig and also, it. Um, to be fair, and Gannon never did confirm that Dobbs is a starter. That's just a report from Rappaport. So here's a Rappaport. But did did you see the math? Like no. or the sequencing? All right. So Gannon comes out and says, "Hey, they ask, hey, who's a starter? Not Dobbs. Yeah, go p- pound sand, pound sand. Yeah. Can't get it for me. Won't hear it for me. And then later in the interview, he he or somebody else said the team knows who the starter is." So I think by saying uh, that, somebody just went to somebody else in the team, like, hey, who's starting? And then they told him, and then Rap <laughs> reported it. Like, Rap probably asked, you, yeah. Here's the key. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will person. say, there's a couple of uh, commanders' injuries that matter. Terry McLaurin is, was an LP today. Chase Young was an it, LP it today, but sounds I think like they're both okay. going to go. Turf toes yeah. aren't great. I worry about no. off, but it sounds like he's okay. I, I saw a little bit of a little bit of footage where. Oh, he Early. ran good. Early start for the uh, West Coast cards, by the way. Um, let's keep cruising down the, the old uh, rotation order here and talk a little uh, Packers-Bears. My Super Bowl um, Your Packers aren't it's healthy, question life. mark? What the hell happened? Andy, talk oh, me through this. What's going on here? has a hammy. Their backup, who I don't believe in, has a hammy. Do you know what this is? Musgrave breakout game. <laughs> they have they have tight ends. They have two good running backs. They still have. I mean, even if Dubs and Watson are both out, I mean, I guess, I guess at that point your rookie is your wide receiver one. I liked him. I like that guy. 
Jaden Reed. I mean, I I think Reed and Rasheed Rice have some have some sneaky fun games this week for uh, Kansas City and Green Bay. Yeah, that sucks. If you're gonna be starting like Malik Heath, I don't know. I'm looking at some of the the backup wide receivers here too. That's it could a be player. a it could be a Malik and Heath. I, I get I get that they're both rookies. There could be a ton of twelve personnel where both of those I, rookie tight ends are on the field. I, th- I think that's going to be something we see anyway this year. But I think those tight ends like, like eight targets apiece because mm-hmm. why wouldn't you just be doing that? Getting Jones some balls out in space, bubble screens for. Let me. I'm going to say something. The bubble screens for Dontavian Wicks. <laughs> Okay. I'm just saying backup wide receivers. So it is a divisional game. The Bears being a short favorite is still not sitting quite right with me considering their defense. I, I, I don't believe in either defense, obviously, but I still have to see it from field. So this got, uh, you know, this took some Packers money. It got bet down. And then with the news today, this total got bet down a point, point and a half, maybe even two yeah. in some places. Yeah. So I, I'm I, not I like touching it now. That's kind of the, yeah. yeah. I, I think ultimately this was an over overlook if this was in the middle of the year and everybody was healthy um, because it's early in the season because they do weird shit at Soldier Field growing the grass out super long so that the players are good like you know slow starts and all that weird stuff so it's it's uh, it's probably going to be a little bit of a clunky game the fact that the Packers are going to have healthy bodies that match up with the insane linebacking investments that the Bears made in the offseason feels a little weirdly uh, you know kind of consequential um i do think though that uh the clear rubric of can the bears score to me comes down to are they facing a cb1 who matters because if you are and dj Moore is well covered then i think fields will struggle to pass the ball and jair alexander for me counts as a cb1 who matters and I think he will take DJ Moore relatively out of this game. So I think the Packers can still win, but I do expect this will be uh, quite a lot uglier than most of the other NFC North tilts we will see this season. Didn't uh, yeah, if there you know, is there if there is a spot where Green Bay's defense can be successful, like Alexander and Rasul Douglas, that's a good cornerback tandem. I know the Bears have receivers now, but it's still a early in a work in progress, and yeah. Obviously, it's a it's a coin flip game. The Packers are live, but boy, that's a that's not what Bears fans want to see is a home loss right off the bat when they're so hopeful. Bears fans on Twitter are very sure of double digit wins. I need to see a lot of things. And yes, best of Packers, luck to them. Yeah, the Packers' defense uncertainty is is bigly. Um, I, I, I'm kind of with you too there. I'd want to bet this over uh, once we have a little more, but with two wide receivers out. With being on the you know on the grass down in Soldiers Field, being you know the level of uncertainty with both offenses at this point, yeah, we can just move on to Denver here. Okay, um, I think just if you if you're excited about the uh, the Bears scoring points, just just you're gonna have to hold your hold your breath until probably week five, uh, maybe week six, uh, where they really have a breakout because um, they face a lot of good cornerbacks um, between now and then. Moving on to Denver, Las Vegas. Do you have an opinion on whether – actually, let me ask you before even getting into this game. Did you read the Sean Payton quotes where he basically 
undressed Russell. Russ Wilson <laughs> before on the like eve him. of the on the eve of the regular season. Yeah, his uh, he's going with the, feels like a, feels like a red flag, Andy. <laughs> yeah, he's going with the. Uh, I, I wish I knew the name of the character that uh, Ermy played in Full Metal Jacket. It's just uh, I'm going to be very mean to you to motivate you. Like not only like if that's what he's saying in public, what is he saying to his face? Like what is he saying behind closed doors when he's yelling at him in practice or in you know in in uh, film sessions and stuff when they're watching last year's? If he wants to be mean, he can just put pop in tapes from last year. I can <laughs> just berate him. Look at you, look at you, stupid idiot! How did you ever win a Super Bowl? It's like a danger witch. Show him the danger witch commercial. But yeah, he doesn't seem to like Russell Wilson. I wonder what the long term <laughs> plan is here. Um, I loved again back harkening back to the preseason. I loved that first preseason game. They came out and kind of said, "Hey, uh, you know, we're gonna we're just gonna put him in for a little bit." It's it sounded like it was gonna be a drive or two, and they kept him in for like four or five because he didn't look good. And I think. It, it, Without saying it, he kind of said it like, these guys are playing until they show me something. I, I don't know if he'd have played him the whole game or anything stupid like that, but he kept him in a couple more drives basically until Russell went out and did something. So I, I do believe if there's anybody that can motivate him to bounce back, you know, a Hall of Famer eventually, Sean Payton can. I don't want to bet on it early. I don't want to lay points with this team. <clears throat> no way. No, thank you. And, and then on the other side, too, we have you know Garoppolo yeah. bouncing into a new spot here with – Yep. Uh, and and Ju- Judy – so Ju- the Judy situation is fluid, but it sounded kind of good today. And I know – Yeah, it sounds like he might play. I'm very it's, shocked by that. There's a there's a decent chance he plays. So he might have – you know, not obviously Tim Patrick's done forever, but he might have a, a decent complement of weapons. There's just people come him and then – you know, other people coming off injuries. Yeah, a both tight ends bang, yeah, both both tight ends banged up uh, for the Broncos. I, I don't know that you're going to see a smooth, clean Broncos offense in this one. It's kind of same old, same old, where the defense is going to have to hold the Raiders to teens for the Broncos to have a chance to win, and it may not happen. Um, I regret not getting involved with the under here, but I just I can't pull my I cannot pull the trigger on a Raiders under man. Like the secondary stinks so bad that it's just tough to envision that this defense plays you know gets 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 stops. <laughs> it's very very hard for me to envision it. Chandler Jones is MIA. Uh, it's all Max Crosby now. Um, and, uh, and the Chandler yeah, I Jones saga. I don't think that had any sort of resolution since that started. So no way. It is Max Crosby and. Ten guys. Uh, ten guys. Well, you know what? I'll say nine guys plus Marcus Peters. Okay. All right. Yeah, Marcus Peters is fine. But there's still there's like, some serious washed Tillery, potential. On there's Epps. there's some washed whiffs on Peters, so we'll see. Um, I don't well, know. Maybe I'll come. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll change my tune and I'll play that under. Um, but I can't play Vegas at altitude in week one. It's just really tough to get your guys up for that specific uh, condition. Um, and no interest in playing Denver in this spot until we see what the hell is going on with them. Uh, a little bit of Denver money came in, I guess. This is now four at uh, at, at, at Chris. Um, interesting, because I would have thought this was going towards three. 
a divisional game like this and those bad vibes usually mean the money's going to come in on the dog but i guess somebody somebody believes in sean payton a lot i do not we, we shall see this is one um, where I, I pray there's more broncos money i want no part of forcing my hand of using this into a teaser leg <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want this to okay. down. obviously That's it fair. would take quite a bit but well, let's talk about the game of the week from a uh, kind of meaningful non-divisional game standpoint it is the Miami Dolphins at the LA Chargers really really fun handicap here as we have a rematch of a game that was super one-sided at the end of last season two playoff teams from last season both wild cards two teams that had aspirations of making a Super Bowl run this year, matched up week one, man. Uh, you got new players for both the, the offensive side of the ball for the Chargers, the defensive side of the ball for Miami. That's kind of the matchup I think matters the most here. Uh, if you're going to tell me Fangio versus Kellen Moore, who you got, I'm going to go Fangio, even though the cold water has been thrown on the fish, Andy. This whole preseason has just been one giant throwing cold water on them. Uh, I still think this is going to be a competitive game for Miami. I took the flat threes. They finally showed. And uh, I think that's a modal outcome for me, for sure. But I think the second most likely outcome is Miami wins by three. So don't mind holding a plus three in this contest. A big, big old push probability here for me. And I'm uh, so happy to have a flat three. Uh, what's your breakdown of uh, Dolphins at Chargers? Yeah, I, I told you this too early on. Uh, in the week, I said the three numbers that I disagree with the most. Um, I, well, three out of the four were Miami or Florida teams, and I make this like 1.25. And it's not a disagreement on one team or the other. It's on both. It's kind of a I'm, – I'm off market by about, I don't know, three-quarters of a point on both of these teams. I know the total's kind of high, and maybe that doesn't matter as much, but – yeah, if you if you made me bet this again, it would be a, a Dolphins team in first first week of the season. So travel doesn't hurt as much. You've essentially come off a bye. You're not getting in the ice tub after even a home game last week. You had last weekend off. It's just been practices walkthroughs. So the travel, even though it's cross country, is negated a little. Uh, the home field advantage is little to nothing. They just don't seem to have people that care about this team. I'm going to see a lot of teal and orange in the, in the crowd. And I mean, it's even, it's even a later game. So they have ex even extra time to travel and get ready and get, get settled once they get out to Los Angeles here. Uh, yeah. I did, I'm worried that we're agreeing too much. <laughs> we're either going to have a great week or a terrible week, but yeah, this was, this was pretty, pretty early on the card where I said, I've got to start playing devil's advocate and, try to talk myself out of betting the Dolphins. And I, I just can't do it outside of, I guess Waddle has something mid-section-y, could be ribs, could be abductors, could be something, but it didn't seem like it was the most uh, limiting injury at this point. So I think he's going to be fine. I just, despite having some strengths in the secondary, some strengths on the, uh, you know, in the pass rush, I don't, I don't love this matchup for the Chargers defense even at home. Mm. And I mean, this is this is kind of full strength Miami. I think this was one of once I went back and looked at it, this was my biggest what ifs 
that's a, that'd be a fun episode during the off season. Like things we wish we got, we didn't for one reason or another. And man, a full season of this offense would have been something. Fuck, go look at Tyreek's numbers with like basically five games of Teddy and and Thompson. Like they yeah. they have something cooking down there for sure. I don't think it matters what they figure out at running back at this point. They uh they have the pieces to compete anywhere. This could be one of the best teams in the AFC, and I'm not I'm not going to just buy in on a Chargers team suddenly. We've fallen into that trap for years and years and years. So, yeah, I like the I like the dog. I like the dog money line. Yeah, the uh, list of practice participation for the Dolphins was long today. Um, the only one that I was like a little like, oh man, really? Was Teron Armstead did not practice? Yeah. Uh, I and- don't I don't think he goes. You don't think he goes? It, I'm, I, I'm, I feel I'm like, leaning, I'm like I'm mad at Tyreek Hill. I got rope doped by Tyreek Hill here. He just said, no, nah, he's fine. He's just old. And I kind of assumed that was true. But maybe old means like he can't play. <laughs> like that's that's not good. I, I don't, um, I'm kind of like 70-30. It didn't, it didn't seem like he was trending that way. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the NP has an idea. 50-50. Well, no, no. I, I'm telling you from a, from when he initially got hurt, Tyreek Hill was like, oh, yeah, he'll be fine. He just he's just oh, old. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a little concerning. We'll be watching that space. Yeah. Tyreek Hill yeah. is cleared of all charges. Yeah, not and, no. So the, and that's the other thing, too, is like, yeah, there are guys like this where they 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 skip days, they get veteran days, they they have ailments, and suddenly they're good to go for the weekend. That would be best case, even with them out. Yep. I, uh, I make this like one and a half. Okay. Um, awesome. The total has been widely discussed um, amongst the yeah, Twitterati. Yeah, hit, I don't, hit, hit me with the, I think hit it's me fine. with your thought because it's going it's going to fifty one. Yeah, I think it's fine. It's like fifty one. That's that's a good total for this. I my numbers say under, well, I but I can't have, I, I can't have, pull the trigger in good conscience. I don't have some good case for this to to fly over or for both offenses to be so stymied that this should be in the mid forties. I don't have a good case for either. Um okay. Uh I think this is an under game, but I mean maybe if it's fifty one, I, I maybe I'll get involved. I'm gonna probably play a, a couple more unders before it's all said and done. Um let's talk about Philly, New England. This is one where again, um there's been some pretty aggressive two way action in the market. It's been bouncing back and forth between a flat four and a three and a half. I know that's not super consequential. Push probability on four is non trivial, but it's not big. Uh, I would tell you that um, getting four with New England feels like a good bet. I've made that bet, and it's entirely on the basis of I think there's enough New England can do in terms of wrinkles in the offense to give this uh, kind of new look Philly defense some tests. Um, I would expect that uh, the New England defense absolutely matches up with uh, what is one of the better offenses in the NFL with Philadelphia. Um, you're looking at probably one of the lower totals you're going to see for Philadelphia all season, and that's right. Uh, I think uh, ultimately I just have such a high um, modal outcome of Philly winning by three that uh, taking four with the home Pats was uh, was my plan. Um, we talked about this when we previewed the Pats that I was excited about taking the four in this spot, and I finally did it. Uh, do you have any strong disagreement with me? What was the Devontae update? Devontae Smith? Parker. Devontae Parker. 
Uh, he was a so he limited was participant in practice. Another limited. I've heard. I've heard whispers that that's worse than we think. And then you have the Juju Smith-Schuster knee might explode thing. So okay. I'm a little worried about the, the receiving core here. It's I know all Ramondre Stevenson all day, every day. They have they have Ramondre. They have good tight ends. They finally have an offensive coordinator. I uh, I agree with you that the, this number is probably a little big for a road team replacing both coordinators and figuring it out a little, uh, especially if the the hangover is actually a real thing. I just can't. I can't bet. I can't bet against the Eagles with a sure. a team that's going to start this kind of offense. I know. Sure. Truthfully, like staying inside this number, what is what does their offense have to do? Because I, I believe in this Patriots defense. I've seen it. I've seen it. Fuck, I've seen it in the preseason. Hell, I've seen it with the backups. Like this Patriots defense is kind of humming early, earlier than it normally does. I need I need at least two touchdowns, and then a couple field goals, one maybe two. Can you give me two touchdowns if you're the Patriots? Let's assume one's not a special teams. <laughs> Let's assume there's no defensive touchdowns. Can the Patriots offense give me two touchdowns in this game? Yeah. My number's three and a half. I'm just I have no appetite for okay. betting Bill O'Brien with the, the pieces he's been given yet. Okay. Mostly um, just worried I for me at least. Hate, and I hate betting an under in an Eagles game, but I, I don't have this total this high. I'm like a forty three. No, I, and that's where I'm at too. Um a twenty three twenty is 23-20 is a big modal outcome for me, by the way. Um, the concerns I have revolve around the health of Trump, Brown, and Cole Strange. They were both limited participants in practice. I, I really, really hope that the first-team offensive line is a go for the Pats because if you can match up bodies on bodies with that D-line, then I think Patriots can get their two touchdowns and we can cover a four. Don't feel great about that one, but I played it. What yeah, say you? Uh, I'm gonna be quick to bet the Eagles live at a worse number. If if what okay. we see from uh, you know, if, if we're seeing issues up front for New England, if we're seeing just like I don't I don't know what the exact word I want to use for, for the continuity is not the right word. Just any well, sort like, any sort of like any any sort of confusion lack of on the offensive side. Yeah, yeah lack, lack of, of communication. Okay, the, the reads not being there, just Mac not jiving with this new system quite yet. If we see that looking bad, you're just not staying inside this number. You can't. No, okay. your, your defense, even at home, your defense isn't going to keep this team to what? At that point, your defense probably has to keep them to like 17 or yeah. less. Yeah. It's still a big ask. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the actual shower fart game of the week, Andy. <laughs> God. I'm going to go. I haven't 40, determined. 40 to nothing. I haven't determined if he's up at North North. Uh, I can't think of the name of the hospital in the Twin Cities, or if he's down here at Mayo. I'm gonna go uh-huh. look for Cooper Cup tomorrow. Is he to MIA? That's, well, he's still in Minnesota, I guess. So that's my promise to you. They're considering IR. Yeah, I'm gonna go tr- see if I can find him. I was gonna ask my wife to search. I think she'd get fired if she's like looking up random patients in the computer. So yeah. we won't do that. But well, uh, there's there's bad news yeah. for basically <laughs> your. I mean, it's not just oh, this is our wide receiver one. This is a guy who's very much in the conversation to lead the league in catches, yards, offensive player of the year, 
Like, and and after that, it's a lot of Tutu Atwell or um, Puka Nakua. And Jefferson. Ben Jefferson. Ben Jefferson. Tyler, hey, buddy. go get him, buddy. Yeah, Acres. I get it. I get it. It's still a divisional game. It's still a show me that you can do it again after Gino had a bad second half of the year. Uh, relatively speaking, it's not like he was horrible. And we still have Aaron Donald, but the, the rest of this defense for the Rams is very, very suspect. It is in Seattle without Cup. I don't, I don't know if I can price this properly. I am embarrassed to tell you what my number is, so I'm not going to tell you because <laughs> it is the, the not step down and what I what I'd have for an offensive yeah what what I'd have for an offensive rating for this team without Cup and the other pieces is hard to quantify. But so this number, like we might look back at this and be like, this should have been seven and a half. I, I even that I would prob I would think hard about it. Yeah, um, the, the other the other part is yeah the 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 NFC West games always get goofy. I don't know, like with with Cup in this game, anything can happen because he can seriously doesn't matter if everybody knows he's getting the ball. He's shifty. He plays around the field. He can kill you yeah. over the middle. Whether you're no matter what kind of defense you're playing, he can he can take over the game because they still have a very good quarterback, despite yeah. the injuries and you know the 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 looming threat of retirement. But without Cup, I just don't know how they stay in a game like this. And we do think the Seahawks defense is taking some steps forward despite missing some pieces in the secondary. That's a spot where they have a you know a dearth of depth. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, Andy, you know who can cover can Van? You know who can cover Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, and Puka Shell necklace guy? Uh, it is... Uh, it's uh, Trey Brown, Reek Woolen, and Devin Witherspoon. Uh, I assume Devin Witherspoon is going to play. Uh, you know Even who cannot I, cover? I Adams is yeah. out for sure, but Quadri Diggs yeah. is very good safety as well. Very good, yeah. Uh, you know who cannot cover? DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, it is Akila Witherspoon, Darion Kendrick, and Kobe Durant. Um, this is a uh, this is a mismatch for the ages. I'm very very excited to have a number under seven. This is a favorite side of the weekend. Uh, again, like I'm going to have to do some serious, if this is a competitive game, I'm going to have to do some soul searching on how I'm pricing the Rams. There's a lot of, what do you call that when you have the same name as someone else? Uh, I don't know if there's a word for that. <laughs> I'm just, homonym? I'm, a homonym? Don't, don't, no. no, that's just it, words that sound the same. Oh, but there's a Bobby Brown, a Kobe Bryant, and a Michael Jackson in this game. Oh wow! Just a lot of uh, a lot of people with the same name, Poppy Brown. I don't I thought about Bobby Brown in a long time. That's where I'm at on this game. I don't want to bet it. I, <laughs> bless, bless you for your namesake. Thank you, Michael. Namesake. There's a lot of namesakes in this one. Um, all right, favorite side of the week. I don't have anything else to add. I think uh, this is largely going to be uh, another preseason game for the Seahawks in terms of and it's it's another one season too, really where... starts. You know, nobody gets excited about, like, doing this sort of thing. But sometimes a game is just so clearly not even going to get garbage time. Where it's like, at some point, there's going to be a definite case. Be like, I should bet Seattle minus 14 live right now. Yeah, they should probably get Stafford out of there at, one, at some point. Um, and they don't it's even really have a choice because Stetson Bennett isn't here. Um, yeah, 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, that's good. Um, Good Bobby Brown joke. It is their prerogative. Yeah, it's that is that is a good Bobby Brown joke. I don't know that people remember Bobby Brown at all, really. But uh, what was the name of his group? Oh God, I, I don't know. I'll look it up. I forget. To, um, up the last. Let's time. talk about prime time. Let's talk about prime time. Dallas at New the edition. Giants. What a game! New edition. Thank you. We get a new edition of the Cowboys offense in this one with uh, no longer coordinated by Kellen Moore. It is now Mike McCarthy at I, the range. I have one question, though. Yeah. Did they sign another quarterback? They only had two on the roster. If Spetson's out, if Stetson's out, did they not? They have to have a somebody else, right? Uh, they, I feel like they elevate Brett Rippon from practice squad. Okay, I was going to say, I just didn't know who they had on the practice squad. Yeah, Brett, Brett Rippon is QB3 there. Okay, um, Cowboys, Giants. Uh, it is not hyperbole to say that I have gone back and forth on the side in total of this game no fewer than 20 times, um, which is usually a good sign to pass. <laughs> so I have passed. Um, the matchup that I am the most concerned wanna, about if I'm backing go, the Cowboys. Do you want the first take on it? You pick a team, I'll pick a team, and we'll just argue. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Because I'm I'm you the go, same way. You pick this first. Very good. You pick first. All right. Yeah, you pick side and total argue, and no, I'll take the other. Okay. Well, go ahead. Are the maybe the Cowboys in the over are a bit correlated? <laughs> are they? I don't know. I I think in order for the Cowboys to cover this, I do think their defense has to play pretty well too. <sighs> this is but this is another yeah, one. You're too. probably right though. You're probably right you though. Look. You look on paper, and the Cowboys look like this could be the best team in the NFC, not in the Bay Area or the you know or Philly. And there's a yeah. decent case that they're better than Philly. There's a decent case on paper, this is the best team in the NFC. They have the pieces. You have an experienced quarterback, and yes, the turnovers were an issue. That wasn't always completely his fault. Uh, he cleaned that up. You get a little more health at that position, and you have everything you need. You have a top-end running back who can catch the ball. You have the wide receivers. You have enough of the offensive line, and you have studs on the defense. This is such a good team. Asking them to go on the road in division, cover three and a half against a, a team that's added some other nice pieces to a, a team a little ahead of the curve in the rebuild is tough. If they do it, the defense plays well enough to befuddle Kafka and the gang. And I mean, it has to be at the end of this game. If, if Dallas covers this game at the end of the game, we have to be saying good things about Mike McCarthy's play calling and decision-making. There isn't a mm -hmm. geez. McCarthy looked like shit, but they, you know, they still won because the defense just played an all world game and the, the giants couldn't move the ball. Like we really have to be saying good things about his, you know, role right now as as the head play caller and everything. Yeah, the case for the Giants is they're better than they were last year. Um, they've yeah. added pieces. They're healthy. They're very healthy. Um, everyone who matters expected to go here. Um, you've had a full entire off season and preseason to get your guys right. I like how much they've played certain players in the preseason, and they have looked sharp. Uh, go back and watch some of that Giants-Panthers tape. This Giants offense is primed right now. 
Uh, and they're going to have some unique looks uh, for the Cowboys defense because the Cowboys defense, I mean, because the Giants offense is coordinated by smart men. Dable, Kafka are smart men. And I think you is very entirely, you know, it's reasonable to expect Daniel Jones takes another step forward this season uh, with more weapons to pick on. And in particular, the one that scares me if I'm a Dallas backer is Darren Waller, who is healthy right now and looks great, has vibed with uh, Daniel Jones in the preseason and can pick on the weaknesses in the one, the one kind of the one soft spot in that Dallas defense is really their off-ball linebacking core and some of their safety play. And oh, by the way, don't look now, but Jordan Lewis, Donovan Wilson, Sam Williams, all not participating in practice. So you're all of a sudden looking a little thin on defense. And with Tyler Smith not participating in practice with a hamstring injury, um, I I worry a bit that uh, the pass rush could uh, be a little bit of a disruption to this um, uh, to this uh, Dallas offense. All that said. Uh, Wink Martindale's defense can still be exposed because he blitzes too much and he leaves his cornerbacks on islands and they can't match up at all with C.D. Lamb. No matter how you slice it, that is not a matchup that you're going to win. Um, and I think uh, C.D. Lamb top receiving for this week is a fun play. I think that market is, I liked, is pretty taken. Somebody made some good cases for him to have a lot of yards after catch against some of the outside guys. Oh, yeah. But I liked him. Yeah. I liked him in receptions over without even knowing what the number was. Was it eight? Con- continue to probably, it should probably be six and a half, seven and a half, right? Okay. Like he, he feels right. like it's a 10, 12, 15 target game. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah Dallas, and it's out of the half's pointing out solid against the Blitz. The Blitz, if you are, and the worst part about being solid against the Blitz for the other team is it leaves you really on an island outside with two really good, you know, boundary wide receivers. You have a good. You have a good slot guy. You have a tight end, Pollard. And somebody made a case against Pollard. Hey, he's never been the you know the guy. Well, maybe that maybe that rears its head down the road. Mm-hmm. I'm not so worried about that in week one when he hasn't had the wear and tear of being a at a minimum a two down back. I think Pollard's going to be fine early on. You know that's something to obviously monitor. It's. It's it's just a weird spot for me with the Giants because Waller is going to be a nightmare matchup a lot. We've already seen him driving really well with Daniel Jones. But I'm, I'm still somewhere in between this team put enough pieces together to get it together, and this team wasn't actually good last year. Like Down the stretch, they won three of their last nine games, and they were against bad teams. Like This team did not play well against good teams in general. Yeah, I mean, we saw that Eagles game that ended the playoffs, but like the the four wins after the bye were like Indy, Washington, Houston, and then you know a Vikings defense that I mean, talk about a dream matchup for game planning with what they had on offense at that point. Like Daniel Jones looked like Joe Montana that day. It's a it's kind of the narrative I'm going with with uh, Baker Mayfield doing the same thing this week. So uh, I do think the Giants are taking this step forward. It's just a uh, you know, roster to roster, I think this line's pretty fair. Yeah, I think that's really where the problem is. Um, I don't have much more to add. I think we've covered this game, and I'm excited to talk about it at halftime, Sunday Night Football. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, and um, I don't really, know if really it's 100 kickoff. Not sure if it's up yet, but uh, the market will make. And I'm curious if you what you would bet in this. I don't have a oh, price is, what, yet. What is our problem? Juice. It is more turnovers, Daniels versus Dak. 
Daniels, Daniel Jones is his last name. We call him Daniels. Daniel versus Dak. More dimes, dimes v Dak. And um, I think you probably I'd... go a half, lay a half on it, so you can't have a push. Oh man, I'll take uh, I'll take Jones minus a half. Yeah, I mean, I think okay. uh, this, there's a realistic percent. You know, there's there's a realistic chance here that he. Uh, He's under pressure pretty aggressively. I think three sacks from Parsons is realistic, reasonable, and <laughs> maybe a forced fumble in there. Um, here's where, here's my kind of angle on the game that I just want your real quick opinion on. Um, they're laying a lot of juicy. They're writing a lot of juicy minus threes on Dallas. They're writing a lot of juicy minus or plus three and a half for the Giants. This feels like the game that ultimately, who cares what the result is? We're taking extra vig from both sides on this one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm trying to get at? Like, because ultimately, I don't think this is. A, it's. I think it's a fair median to be right between three, at three and a quarter. We'll say three and a quarter. I think is a fair median here, but I think the distribution is pretty broad. Like, if Dallas is kicking ass, like they could win by margin, surely. And I don't think that if you if you have confidence in Dallas, I don't agree at all that buying on to three. As no, opposed you, to just should, you should be and selling to, and selling vice versa. To four, playing minus six and a half, whatever. Yeah, if you want, yeah, and if you if, want Giants, yeah. no, that's a great point. If you want Giants, take him. I mean, lay the take the points, take the points as well, but lay some money line, baby. Lay some money line to take plus three and at minus one one or whatever it is. Like, forget the juice, like. I I just I think I think there's a lot we don't know about how this game's going to play out, and I think there's uh, a lot of players that are going to write minus one twenty, minus one twenty two, whatever you name it. Like if I was a bookmaker, I would just be like, I kind of don't really care what happens on the rest of Sunday because we're going to make a lot of money in Sunday night football uh, both ways. <laughs> so don't really care. Um, Secret the, pot it's play. like the. It's like you know what it is, Andy. It's like the opposite of the uh, uh, of the Thursday night game, where if I'm a bookmaker, I'm like, God fucking damn it, we're gonna get middled on the side. Totally, yeah. Gonna, yeah this, an auspicious yeah. start. Yeah, the, uh, it's gonna be an auspicious community. start, but they're gonna take it all back on Sunday night. What was our What was our favorite team total? Should we just go Carolina under, and then we can uh, Carolina under is a damn good one. When Bryce is like plus plus one fifty to be rookie of the year, yeah. I mean. You think they're scoring multiple touchdowns? No, I don't. I don't, I don't especially I don't. if there's uncertainty of the wide receivers. So, yeah, Carolina oh, yeah. under 17 and a half. Under 17 and a half. All right, let's get well, it. That nail by um, <laughs> betting. Yeah, we did not but, talk about my favorite uh, total of the week, which is the under in the Buffalo Jets game. Um, we'll talk about that. Give it a minute. We got time. Uh, I think these I'm are two top five, two, two top five defenses. Two offenses, two offenses that have questions swirling. Um, I don't know that the new look Buffalo physical running attack tight ends on the field is going to ultimately bear fruit in week one. Um, but I definitely know that uh, the Buffalo defense is being underpriced here in terms of um, you know what people are expecting out of the Jets offense in this one. Um, really good CB one wide receiver one yeah, matchups on both sides. Like basically everything you look at, you're like, God damn it! They got the perfect the defense, player. The defense to match has up the advantage. With that thing. 
<laughs> you might have yeah. two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You have at least one. Josh Allen yeah. probably has to do a little more yet. I mean, he's been great, but you have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks probably, and there's still so yeah. many spots where the defenses have the advantage. Yeah. Probably addition by subtraction and the coordinator spot for uh yep. for Buffalo there. And yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one. It's gonna suck when that's an ugly game, but and I probably still lean Buffalo. I've, I've cooled a little. I, I think the Jets' long-term hopes are good, but it's still a bit of a like. It's like a YA novel, like a Judy Bloom book. They got to find themselves a little. <laughs> it's going to take some time, you know. There's some soul searching, so give it give it a minute there. Hard right. knocks always, and hard knocks always screws with how we feel about a team. I didn't watch any of it, and people who are super fired up about the Jets from watching hard knocks. I, I mean, okay. Yeah, the the only I would I will probably be using the Jets and so, because I do believe the defenses will keep this to a low scoring game. I still think the Jets is a good teaser leg. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, I I, I, I can't argue that. I don't think this is a runaway Bills. Um, I think the Bills win. It's going to be by three. <laughs> uh, this is a this is this is a good game. It should be a good close low scoring game. Uh, and if it stays under forty, you know what? This is an all under for me. I think. If it stays under 40, I'm not going to be surprised. The Jets defense played Josh Allen and the Bills so well last year. Um, and they're strong. They look stronger to me this year. I have some questions about how the Bills offensive line is going to hold up against this pass rush. Um, there's, there are definitely signs. Uh, and, I, and this sets up Buffalo well. If they do get a close win here, um, they might be a bet on. Uh, for a handful of weeks where people don't realize that the offense is capable of ripping other defenses a new one. They just can't beat these guys effectively. So exciting. Okay. Good job, man. That was fun. I enjoyed that so much. I hope you guys enjoyed that too. I'm so pumped. I love just sitting here rapping with Drew for a couple hours about the week. I'm excited to put together some, uh, some teasers I'm excited to look at some props. I'm excited to tail some people who are smarter than me on props. That's usually my prop methodology for both pro and college. And yeah, I'm Jack to just sit down and watch some football tomorrow. We'll catch you at halftime tomorrow, guys. Yes. I will be home and a lot less gross. So I'm excited for that. You do look pretty rough. You're a little greasy I tonight. I have I have I have not been sleeping while I'm showering. I've been traveling way too much. Ridden hard and put away when as they say. Yeah. No leather smell. Exactly like an old.